0: Critic Carrie Nelson of Bitch Media says this film depicts queerness in the most sinister ways imaginable. The Philadelphia Inquirer's Carrie Ricky says call me a prude, but it's not sexy watching an erotic thriller in which every time a couple does it, one of them gets it with an ice pick. I don't care how many firmly toned tummies and tushies are bared. And the New Yorker's Terrence Rafferty calls it a vicious, grindingly manipulative urban mystery that uses a thick atmosphere of s and kinkiness to distract the audience from the story's thickness and inanity. On this episode of Ruined Childhoods, we decide the fate of Basic Instinct.
1: re re reboot Which one will it be? It's the Ruined Podcast. Greetings, Starfighters.
0: Okay, now is that your Michael Douglas? That was my sultry. Oh, okay. It was okay. more my.
1: It was more my Kathleen Turner. More, yeah,
0: <laughs> definitely. Uh, for going into romancing the stone territory, welcome to ruined childhoods. I'm welcome. John. That's Dan. Correct. Yes, I, <laughs> I confirm. Should hope, I should hope that I would get that right. I've known you for just about thirty-nine years. Yeah. So, uh, no, anyway, confirmed. yeah, definitely. So it's. The first
1: episode of 2022. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Wrong one. There no. we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and- yeah. Uh, you know, and, you know, I was thinking, John, I, I I was looking back over our episodes because, of course, this is the second year in a row that the first episode of January brings you a, a Michael Douglas uh, mind twister. And it's and uh, I was looking over the episodes that we did in 2021 and I kind of want to pat us on the back. <laughs> Because <laughs> God damn, we've got range,
0: like uh, freaking like Fitzcarraldo. I know, lo- I love it. It's been Amadeus a It's and, been a really and, funky year of uh, the variety of movies that we've that we've done, and uh, and that includes the last one that we did of 2021, which was um, Oh, Married to the Mob. And I yep. have I have one more thing that I want to mention, and then we'll get right back to what you're saying. I uh, I was talking about comedic mafia movies and. Uh, just today, when we're recording this, I thought of uh, another one, and this one is maybe less comedy, more mafia. I mean, I think that it's more of like romantic comedy kind of thing, but Mickey mm-hmm. Blue Eyes from 1999 oh, didn't uh, yeah. forget about it. Uh, with the,
1: Hugh Grant. With Gene Triplehorn. Gene Triplehorn's
0: in that? Oh, my God.
1: Gene Triplehorn of of Basic Instinct wow. fame. Look at so, that. So, Yeah. No and
0: but I anyway it, yeah. I just was like oh that's right that's another uh comedic mafia movie.
1: Yeah Mickey Blue Eyes and uh, James Caan.
0: James Caan, that's right. James Caan is in it and forget about I, it. That's all I remember is I never actually saw the movie. I just saw the 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 trailer. <laughs> Oh, that times. is, that
1: is a favorite of, um, uh, my lovely wife, Alicia's. Oh, and really? And I, I do have, uh, we do have, I believe we have the DVD of that or wait,
0: no, we, it's I think two weeks, no, two weeks notice. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Okay. To, gotcha. Uh, well, we're going to have to, we're going to have to do some of those, uh, you know, Hugh Grant movies, uh, sometime. We, I don't know if we've done any Hugh Grant movies. Have we not
1: done a Hugh Grant? Have we not done a Hugh Grant movie? Oh, boy. I just, I almost did a Sally Field there.
0: You just did a Sally Field. Have we
1: not done a Hugh Grant? Have we not not done a Hugh
0: Grant movie? So we were talking about the range of movies that we did during 2021. That's okay. Don't apologize for for fielding out on us. We did Cabin Boy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And we had some great guests also. Like, I just, just to like run through
0: John Gabriel.
1: Our year yeah. Yeah, we had, we had Gabris, we had Chris Nashawati, um, right. uh, C- Cesar Gracia, Eric Goslin, yeah. uh, joined us for Tango and Cash. And it was, yeah, no, we had heard some great stories, uh, you know, Gabrus coming of age, uh,
0: <laughs> with double impact. Oh my God. And Eric Goslin coming of age. Uh,
1: with... <laughs> yes, that's right. It was like two episodes. In, yeah. In a row. Oh man, that was so
0: weird. So, uh, yeah, Sexual Awakenings oh, is, uh, and,
1: and, uh, also, just my remake back, of yeah. Awakenings. Go okay. on. Oh, boy.
0: Yes. <laughs> Basic Instinct Three Awakenings. <laughs> uh, all I have to say is Penelope Ann Miller. I mean, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, she was a formative character. Although, I am going to get into a uh, a childhood celebrity crush of mine later on in Wait, this where episode. Did P- where did Penelope Ann Miller? She's in come Awakenings. From? What did I miss? Is she? Yeah. She's, uh, um, Robert De Niro's like uh in romantic interest she, uh her father is a patient there. You got to trust wow. me. I know my I, Penelope Ann Miller. No, I I trust
1: you. I just I guess I, it's been such a long time since I've seen awakenings and oh she she's a love Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh and she's a love... <laughs> that's interesting because, you know, what 3 years later she's playing opposite Al Pacino. So you That's know, right. there's that. It's
0: <laughs> interesting. And uh, a lot of hate there. Oh, yes. I and can't help it. Right. And, uh, you know, in a movie that you mentioned on the last episode that she's also in Big Top Pee Wee. Just mentioning Absolutely. Penelope and Miller movies. Right? Penelope. Oh, yeah, no. She's wonderful. Um,
1: oh, I did want to say uh, no, we did not get an email, but I did hear from um another one of our our guests from 2021, Ray DeJohn. Oh. and uh
0: Right you know, for a Back to the Beach episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because we did and that and he we did back to the beach, yeah. And so uh and just wanted to kind of, you know, voice, uh, you know, Ray is the, the voice of the voiceless, the folks who, you know, we, we talked about the Shawshank Redemption and uh-huh. we talked about aspects of it in glowing terms. And, you know, neither of us is is, that, is a devotee of that film or is part of the, you know, the, the many who love that movie. And as Ray put it in a message to me, he said it's one of those movies that... It, If it's on, he has to watch it. Yeah. If he's flipping through the TV, he lands on Shawshank Redemption. That's what he's doing until the end of the Shawshank Redemption.
0: And it's funny that you put it that way because I was listening to another podcast recently where somebody else mentioned, like, if I'm, if, you know, it's on, I watch it. And I think, does that really happen that much anymore? You know, with uh, cord cutting and, and, you know... But not everybody... So you and Uh, I... I know, I know. Not everybody, yes. But it's, it's one of those things that's just kind of... You know, it's not as prevalent. You know what I
1: do occasionally fun to, to remember the good old days okay is uh we do have a hulu live subscription right yeah. which is basically like flipping through live t- it is flipping through live tv but like through hulu and it's kind of weird but it's also fun and it's like oh i'm pretending pretend i'm right i'm on the, the the guide channel yeah i'm on the the tv guide channel watching oh, everything man. scroll by
0: remember watching that channel and like you gotta pay you gotta pay attention because oh, you yeah. have to know like when it's about to flip over to like channel two, channel four, you know, or else if you miss it, then you're just like, no. it's like, oh, it's on TBS. I have another five minutes. Yeah. It
1: starts at eight oh five. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's right. TBS or, time. Or, um, I believe WGN in Chicago for our Midwesterners, uh, I believe also did did the same thing, if I'm not really? mistaken, started it at, at five after. the, Which hour. is such a, I, a
0: smart move. I it, I, I, th- it, I thought so. It really is, because everybody
1: else is like, oh, I'll I'll check this shit out for five minutes, and then five minutes yeah. in, it's like, ooh, I could still catch the beginning of Golden Child <laughs> on
0: TBS. Yeah. So uh, one other thing that I want to mention that's new for 22. I should- Oh, yeah. I should make like a Where's sound your- thing out of that. Uh, so new for 22, what we're going to do, so if anybody who's listened in the past has taken a look at our episode descriptions- They have always included what we're going to be covering on the next episode. But we're going to try this out. Instead of doing that, Dan and I are going to pepper in the title of the next movie for the next episode throughout the episode discreetly. And I'm not going to... Tell everyone that they need to go go back, but Dan's already done it with this one. It's already I, I happened. W- I, w- I was about to say, I was like, and the game may already be afoot. It is not the game because we've already done the game, <laughs> but uh, that's our that's our last new uh, New Year's baby, Michael Douglas uh, movie. Yeah and uh <laughs> but you know and I guess that's the one hint if we've if
1: we've done it already right uh, yeah that probably probably rules it out but never say never
0: never say never no and never say never yeah so rune childhoods this is a podcast where we talk about cult and classic movies and i uh, just kind of like celebrate them for a little bit and then we talk about we what do. we would do if we uh, had to bring them back as a remake or a sequel or a prequel or reboot or whatever in fact, I, I have to
1: go back and say we, we do actually say never because there have been times where we have said this this movie should never be remade or this should yeah. never Well in yeah, and, and so... in that
0: case, but you know what, Dan? But in that case we offer alternatives like revival screenings and things like that. So Oh, so that's yes, that's we, true. We so... always have something. We've always that's got something. True.
1: Yes, we always have some way to to bring it back. Yeah to bring it back and remind you of how good something like married to the mob is. oh, or, So good. Or perhaps you're more of a fan of, of the type of movie we're covering today. Basic instinct, basic and, instinct, uh, as which if well as
0: if you were paying attention during the, uh, the opening, there were uh, reviewers did not like this one. The critics did not like basic instinct. And I, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because this is one that I think falls into cult classic category because it's it's remembered not so much for it being a great movie but for, you know, certain aspects about it including the cinematography of the Man of the Month Jan Deban. Yes. It is January this it's month.
1: It's January. We are
0: celebrating uh, some of the films of uh, cinematographer, director, producer Jan Deban. And uh, you know, one of the movies that we are not going to be covering this month that you would know is cinematography from is Die Hard. Uh, you know, he's or he's... and and for I mean, it arguably his uh, you know
1: best. I don't know if it's his biggest money maker as a director, but but probably regarded as his best. Uh, Speed the original, right. 19- yes, director of Speed, which we've covered, which we've already covered. Yeah. So, uh, hint, hint. Yeah. <laughs> Slow down Sparky, it's not speed. <laughs> All right. Um but you know John, it, you know who is a fan? Uh the the one and only Howard Wiener, our father. Oh, our father is a basic yeah. Instinct fan? I, I feel like this is one of those where if he's flipping through the channels and there's no golf being played anywhere, uh and he lands on it, you know that's what he's watching. I could see him being
0: into certain Michael Douglas movies. Right yeah but not but not this one this one is a, no because a i no, no, no i'm processing the information because it's like yeah okay uh you know it's just kind of like a a very atypical leading man and in a lot of his movies he doesn't necessarily come off as being uh the greatest guy in the world um we've talked about him of course we mentioned the game we uh, we talked about him in falling down uh even in movies like Romancing the Stone, which we have already mm. mentioned on this episode, he's still <laughs> like a little slimy. Uh, I mean, the American president is the only one I can think of that uh, he's like Mr. Nice Guy. Yeah. And charming. Yeah. Uh,
1: you're right, though. Michael Douglas is a leading man who's not afraid to come off not to be a so
0: dirtbag. He's such a dirtbag.
1: the shades of gray. And like, you still. You still kind of root for him, maybe not in like Wall Street. But right. I feel yeah. like even in something like, like Fatal Attraction. Yeah. Uh, which maybe we'll do that in, maybe that'll be next January. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, I, it, if we plan uh, it, it's not gonna work out if you know no. the thing is though it's it'll like it'll be Annuary for ann archer and we'll oh. also do patriot
0: games <laughs> oh interesting okay i don't uh, maybe you know maybe never say never anyway uh... Yeah. so i think that what's interesting also about michael douglas is that i uh, he is he does have this magnetism to him even though he's and and maybe in the early 90s and like later 80s like There was a mystique about him that was attractive to people. Uh, But, you know, you look at him now compared to the people who are leading. I mean, I don't know if they really make mainstream erotic thrillers so much anymore, but like anybody who would be... (laughs) in a movie like this, uh, hey, you mentioned uh, Fifty Shades of Grey, or you mentioned Shades of Grey before, and Fifty right, Shades yes. of Grey, you know, it's it's not necessarily a thriller, if I remember, but it's uh, it kind of toes the line of at least being that kind of movie that people watch less for the plot and more for like, it's oh my God, what sensational- are they going to do? Yeah, sensationalism. It's, yeah, it's, and it's, and yeah. you have uh, Jamie Dornan. Yeah, Jamie Dornan. Of Is it Jamie Bargain Dornan or Star Jamie Good- Dorner? I can't ever remember.
1: Jamie D- Dornan, Dornan, Dornan of uh, Barb and Star Go to v- Vista oh, Del Mar.
0: So amazing in that. He's so good. He wants to be in a, and, uh, what does he call it? Uh, and, and he wants to be in an he, official relationship. Official, right, official. <laughs> uh, Barb and Star is so good. And I oh, and I also um, am looking forward to seeing Berlin with him in it. Um, oh, I, like the band? Oh, I think no, Dublin, Dublin, Dublin. No. Dublin. Oh, du- Dublin. Oh, Dublin.
1: The, the Kenneth
0: Branagh. Film. Yes, yeah. my my brain is like half firing oh, no. right now. <laughs> Berlin. I, just, I was I, like Berlin. That doesn't sound right. I, Dublin. Yes, that sounds a thousand percent right. It, it's also not unusual for me to to not be in the loop on some
1: upcoming films, and for you, you've got your finger a little closer, you're a, a little more on the pulse.
0: Well, also, it's like right now, it's. We're getting into award season, and I'm getting oh, yes. all of the movies sent to me, and there's just like a a stack of uh, emails with digital links, and of uh, and then actual physical stacks of Blu-rays. Um, so, oh. yeah, I didn't and think they were doing any physical anymore. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's. Uh, it did, I picked and, up and, my and... copy of Licorice Pizza today. I'm very excited. Oh,
1: uh,
0: I mean, oh. I already watched a digital screener of it, but uh, oh, okay. it's. It's wild. I'm looking forward to talking with you about that off mic.
1: I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it, uh, off mic as well. But um, you're going to see it off did, mic. Did you happen Did you happen to get a copy of the new Paul Verhoeven film, uh, Benedetto? I
0: Do yeah. not know. I might have gotten a digital screener for that one. But yeah, Paul Verhoeven, who directed uh, Basic Instinct, uh, a a sometimes collaborator with Jan de Bond. They've done a few together. I think they're both from the Netherlands.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I did get from, uh, I I got the official pr- uh, pronunciation to make sure that we were accurate. Verhoeven.
0: Gotcha. And, okay. Yep. Jan de bon. and And Paul Verhoeven, I feel like, at least for me, he's known, I mean, speaking of, You know, Dirtbag Slime Balls. Uh, I believe he's known to be one himself. But, uh, you know, his movies tend to be very sensational. And, um, you know, they're very testosterone. Very testosterone. Starship Troopers. uh, Yeah. Starship Troopers is fantastic. Starship Troopers is fantastic. But then you've got like, and then there's Robocop and Total Recall, also featuring Sharon Stone. Yeah. Yeah yeah who
1: I, I i mean I knew Sharon Stone from police academy four well citizens on patrol
0: of course citizens on patrol yeah,
1: yeah. the lo- steve gutenberg's uh love interest in in that, and then of course total recall, like you know it's it's oh wow oh that yeah oh that's Sharon stone, um yeah yeah, it's interesting though. You you talk about the uh, all these movies, and I think especially about like Starship Troopers, which is kind of looked at as uh, satirical.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: As is RoboCop. Like they're these hyper violent. Yeah. Like uber macho, but satires. Yeah. And Total Recall, to an extent, is as as well. I mean, it's absolutely uh, yeah. Yeah. So Basic Instinct is it's an outlier in in that respect
0: in that it it, it yeah. has there's a sense of humor but it's, it's sure not, but you know when it comes when it comes to some of the other things that you were mentioning just in terms of the like machismo and like the toxic masculinity of you know the characters and and kind of getting uh, away from the point of you know what you actually could have something of substance. instead, you do something more for the sensation of it. And that is something that was pointed out in some of the critiques that were mentioned in the introduction to this episode. Uh, you know, because there is a, um, you know, a, a same-sex relationship that's going on, but it's definitely used more as like kind of like a, a, a moment for shock or like a taboo type of thing. Well, and uh a few
1: things to to say to that and actually yeah. I, I may save some of them for after the synopsis, but sure. uh uh Joe, the screenwriter Joe Esterhaus uh pointed out the same like the same thing mm-hmm. and he said that his script and I, I got this from a uh uh BBC article from uh earlier this year uh uh June when the uh Basic Instinct 4K edition was oh. uh was released and uh he, you know he's quoted in here he's talking about uh the the tone of the film and he said that most of the like sex scenes were written as like it he, he has uh it's like it is dark we can't see clearly oh. uh and that he he said I wanted those scenes to be about shadows and arty camera angles, not about skin, and certainly not about full frontal nudity. And then uh, there's a lot of talk about how you know Ver, Verhoven, uh, you know, coming from Dutch cinema,
0: uh-huh. yeah,
1: it is just much more accustomed to that like graphic nudity and and sex and film it's more common i guess and and this is mm-hmm. in that same article but according to uh dr stevie simkin who uh wrote a book called basic instinct controversies <sighs> so <laughs> um so yeah it sounds like it, it sounds like it 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 had potential to be something a little more noirish and it is re- referred to as a, a neo noir it also and this comes back to the um uh, to the same sex relationship in it it has a lot of the a, a lot of hitchcock about it mm-hmm. and it's something that i i don't think i would have noticed as much had we not done vertigo in 2021 mm. yeah and thinking about you know hitchcock and the double identities and like you right. have two blonde women who look like each other in this case it, it, you know it's it's sharon stone and uh, uh the actress who plays roxy her her lover her yep. girlfriend um it, but yeah and it, there were a lot of I think there, there were a lot of, um, you know, LGBTQ advocacy groups that were when like parts of the script leaked out were really against it. Like they were like uh-huh. demonstrating we're on filming locations. And yeah, I think they were trying uh, to
0: interrupt the filming as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it sounds like
1: when it actually came out, they felt that the portrayal wasn't as negative as it as it seemed now I it's, it's, it's 30 years later, we're coming up on the 30th anniversary of this movie, you know, society, (laughs) many parts of society at least
0: have, have evolved. Right. Yeah. I mean, queer cinema in general has evolved and, uh, you know, there's a much larger presence right now and a lot of uh, really important voices who are, you know, putting out work. And I, I mean, I think it's already finished filming, but uh, Bros, Billy Eichner's uh, yeah. movie, which features an entirely LGBTQIA plus uh, i cast and crew. I know cast. I, I don't know about crew. Po- possibly,
1: but that's huge, A- and it's did not... they not shoot on location in our hometown? I, th-
0: according to our mother, they did. <laughs> <laughs> she so... has sources. Yeah. Uh, anyway, should I, um, go ahead and do, I have a, just a brief synopsis for basic instinct and I'm going to, uh, say this right now. Um, this movie, uh, I don't know if I don't, I don't want to say right now what, like how it ends, because this is something that, you know, it does have a lot of twists and turns. And I feel like for anybody who maybe hasn't seen it. Or maybe if you haven't seen it in a while, it might be wise for us to skirt around the, you know, the end results of things.
1: Yeah. 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 uh, Yeah. Agreed. I think I think. uh, Yeah, I do. uh, I mean, you know, and it's not like this movie is, you know, some, you know, timeless classic. But I do think it's one of those words. It's it's
0: it's worth watching without knowing you know like it's a the, it's a cultural touch place. point like this is a movie yeah. that you know it's it's referenced as like the like i guess this and fatal attraction but they're referenced as like the like erotic thriller like yeah. tent poles
1: yeah yeah i mean and uh, not to mention just the uh you know the the sensation about this about this movie and um oh how much it was parodied
0: We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. All right. Go ahead. So, uh, all right. Here we go. Nick Curran is a detective for the SFPD with a hard past. Having lost his wife to suicide, Nick struggled with substance abuse problems and accidentally shot two innocent people. But all he got was a slap on the wrist and mandatory meetings with the precinct psychiatrist, Dr. Beth Garner, with whom Nick develops a secret affair. But things get hairy when Nick is investigating the death of Johnny Boz, a noted rock star, and the prime suspect is famous author Catherine Tremell. Nick is instantly taken with Catherine, and they begin sleeping with one another, causing Nick's judgment to be altered, much like his inhibitions since he begins drinking again. The SFPD is especially torn with their suspicion of Trammell, because she outlines the exact circumstances of Boz's death in her most recent novel, which poses the concept of a copycat killer using Tremell's books as a jumping-off point for their murders. As time goes on, Nick is torn between his fixation and his suspicion of Catherine, turning his life upside down. But as he follows the trail further and further, Nick discovers that the mystery goes deeper than he could have possibly imagined, having more twists and turns than San Francisco's Lombard Street.
1: And man, what a great city to to film car chases! And i I think we I think we've talked about San Francisco rooftop chases. Yeah, and I don't dirty Harry episode maybe. What's that? Is that the Dirty dirty, Harry? Dirty Harry. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Uh, so but man, car chases in San Francisco are are fantastic,
0: especially in movies that are from like the '80s or early '90s uh i'd say 70s through early 90s i'd go back to 60s man bullet oh yeah that's true that's true maybe bullet i I wonder
1: if bullet was like the first i feel like
0: newer movies don't have the same uh effect because you don't get the cars just like bottoming out as they like slam into the ground you know it doesn't have the same impact as those like boxy giant cars no, you know what i i I was thinking, and you know
1: as i as I go back and watch movies older, I was even thinking about this. We were watching Empire Strikes back uh last weekend, uh showing it to to uh my daughter for the first time, and uh you know, like we were watching the scene on Hoth the Battle of Hoth and and i I just said, I was like, man, if this was." If this was like a modern day action, you know, adventure movie, there would have been so many cuts and fancy tricks going on while, while here the camera is just sitting there. We're watching as the Imperial walkers are making their way and the rebel fighters, you know, uh, swing in and, and like it can go 30 seconds without, without a cut. And I thought that as well during like Basic Instinct, and I, mm-hmm. I rewatched Bullet recently, yeah. and uh, just yeah. thinking about man, like you see the you
0: you're sitting there, you're watching the action. Yeah, and also I I did want to mention an- another movie that takes place that has like some serious card movement in San Francisco, The Game, The Game, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh well, Michael Michael Douglas is a big San. Fr- I mean, the streets of San Francisco. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, yes, it is uh yes. It's a good and it fits the psychology of it because you're talking about between between Michael Douglas, who's de- dealing with everything that you described His in, own in the synopsis, demons. and Catherine Tremell, who we know has some like her parents died when she was young. Yes. There's a story there, but, uh, it, it, um, you know, it's like you're dealing with people who, and there's a lot of kind of like twisted mentality going on and people who are manipulated and manipulating. So San Francisco with like those windy streets and yeah. hills and sharp turn in, you know, it, it's it's it it fits it fits. And I, I think right. it's also it's it's another tip of the hat to vertigo.
0: Right, also in San Francisco,
1: yeah, yeah, so also a lot of kind of like right psychology and
0: yeah, so I'm terms. you know, it's just like the more I think about this movie and I think about what you just said about the screenwriter and like what his intention was with you know certain things, and uh also thinking about the man of the month Jan De I uh, mm. he is somebody who definitely can capture that like hitchcockian like very shadowy style we saw it in flatliners uh yeah so i i'm just like and thinking, i would say the
1: the opening scene of of basic instinct which i mean it's a sex scene right at the very beginning like you know
0: well they, that and that you, one is very i mean you certainly see more than i think that would have been described in the script but like But it's it is very shadowy. Like I feel like there's like just bars of light. Yeah. Right. And and I wonder if uh, the you know Paul Verhoeven's uh, influence is maybe just like nope. We got to see more. And I think that that is something that made we need more light. And I think that that's something that made this movie stand out and uh, is known for. Unfortunately, that it's like really well known for the moment where Sharon Stone is being interrogated and she uncrosses her legs, uh, which is also fraught with controversy. That's, you know, you can read about that anywhere. Uh, But Yeah, yeah, it's something that definitely this movie exploits the marketing is very much all about that scene uh, it's been as you said parodied time and time again uh the and and just to kind of go into that a little bit more uh my personal favorite of course is uh national lampoons loaded weapon 1 uh, <laughs> yes i
1: was i was hoping you were going
0: there featuring my childhood celebrity crush Kathy Ireland in the uh <gasps> yes And I'm I'm with you. Oh yeah, where she uncrosses her legs and it's just like a stuffed like beaver doll. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And isn't there also a thing with an ice? Like she uses an ice pick to like chisel some ice away or something like that. Or make something ice sculpture. Like, well, she was. I mean. She, yeah, th- I mean, this
1: character was so I- influential in pop culture. That you also had Carl uh, Reiner's parody, right. Fatal, "Fatal Instinct." Instinct, yeah, which I've never seen, I but, haven't seen it either. Uh, but yeah, you've got the loaded weapon one. Uh, I'm sure, there's, I'm sure, SNL, and
0: I'm sure you also.
1: Yeah. I mean, you also end up having two years later. Uh, a character in The Flintstones who's a kind of seductive secretary uh, who's the character name is Sharon Stone. Oh, my God. And yeah. I remember hearing they wanted Sharon Stone to play her, but she wouldn't do it, so they got Holly Berry. And... Well,
0: and also she reprises her character in Last Action Hero. Right. She's right. walking out of the uh, the precinct. That's right. Right by... Yeah. Uh, Robert Patrick, the Robert Patrick. Yeah. yeah the T 1000 T 1000. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then of course she reprised it again in basic instinct two. risk addiction.
0: Oh, it's risk addiction. Okay. So Dan, <laughs> the I best have... is when they say, did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it. So <laughs> do you want to just give like a little, little mini synopsis? I don't know if you wrote anything. Uh yeah, I mean yeah, I could I could tell you what it, what it's about. No, first of all, it, it came
1: out in two thousand six, and uh, like to be fair and I want to like be fair about a lot of things because I know like there were uh, a lot of critiques about like uh, Sharon Stone doing this at that age or whatever. Uh huh. She, she was the same age making Basic Instinct two that Michael in- that Michael Douglas was uh-huh. making Basic Instinct one. Uh, uh double standards. Uh, yeah. I'm, I am. I'm pretty. I pretty. I have to double check that. I'm pretty sure I, I wrote that down somewhere. But, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, and you know what? Good, good for her. Um, yeah. But so she got is anyway. Like, took a long time to to get it to get it made. Uh, so, all right, the whole thing kicks off because she's in a car accident with uh she's driving this really fast sports car like in uh in London. Oh yeah, the whole thing takes place okay. in London. Oh. And really? uh and she's she's now like a much more accomplished author, fame you know, famous author, but still the whole same thing about like, oh, huh, this is how it happens in your book. And she uh she's in the car with this famous football player who is stimulating her manually as she drives. Gotcha. uh, If you catch my drift. Anyway, um, of course, uh, as things progress, uh, the car gets faster. She's driving. And then exactly at the point of orgasm, she drives right off a bridge and crashes into like the, the the Thames River. Okay. And she uh she can't save like he's stuck in his seatbelt. He can't get out of the car. She gets out and he, he she doesn't doesn't rescue him. But now so she's she's you know, a, she's a suspect. She, she testifies like right away. It, it doesn't take okay. very long. Um, and so she's also, so she's got the attention of a Scotland yarn detective, uh, played by, uh, Rune Childhood's favorite, David Thewlis. Oh, uh, David Thewlis. David Thewlis. Yes. Uh, so he plays this, uh, detective superintendent, Roy, Roy Washburn, uh, who, uh, and he has her see uh, a therapist, a therapist to evaluate her before her testimony. And she sees okay. this therapist, of course, who's like this sexy British guy. He's played by Mike, Michael Moore, Michael Morrissey. Uh, OK. Uh, David Morrissey, David Morrissey. OK. Um, So he plays this 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 psychiatrist who's like he's he's. He's also up and coming (laughs) as she was in the first scene. Oh, Uh, she says it like 50 times. I know I deserved it, yeah. but like the amount of times and it's uh, the dialogue in this movie is fucking terrible. And also just like the imagery of like how she orgasms and next thing you know, like every, it's just like as she's orgasming and the car is flooding with water and Uh yeah it's it's terrible um <laughs> so uh anyway the the guy evaluates her and oh my god she does she tries to smoke in his office, and by the way, oh. as we learn in the original, she will smoke where she wants when oh, she yeah. wants uh and man, he gets pissed he yells at her he's like, put the fucking cigarette out or I'll throw you out oh my and, goodness uh a and so yeah she finally do- does but uh uh she decides to kind of start seeing him as a therapist and of course the whole deal is su- is to seduce him and there's this whole thing with his she ex- loves seducing
0: wife. it's her favorite
1: oh that's her thing yeah i mean uh the writing is just to pay the bills uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah um so anyway they go through there's all the of course there's twists and turns but they're aren't Not, there always yeah but it's so trite in this um okay like what i'm trying like the way that it ends up going it, down do
0: they reference the original like the, they do okay that's they what do. i'm curious about
1: by the way she pronounces michael douglas's name as nick Curran, oh okay yes uh And I watched it before rewatching the original, which is probably why I felt I I enjoyed the original so much. Uh Um, Oh, there's this creepy like old psychiatrist who's like Dr. Ghost. And he's Mm. like he should have been played by Udo Kier, but Udo Kier probably turned it down, (laughs) which I think a lot of people turn this one down. Oh, a lot of people. Do you know, I mean, there were so many people who were supposed to. Yann Dubont was going to direct it. He was. Oh, at, really? At, at, at his yeah. But you know how many people had been attached. Oh, John McTiernan was going to direct it. Speaking of Yann hm. Dubont collaborators, yeah. but he wanted to cast Benjamin Bratt in the lead role, and Sharon uh. Stone refused because she said he couldn't act. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, it, like, there's so much shit behind the making of of Basic Instinct 2. Huh. It's one of those, like, where the, it's almost like the, the movie about that would be better. Uh, yeah, oh, so anyway, it ends. I don't give a shit. I'm going to give away the plot okay. twist at the end of this. I You're not. This is Skinamax. Like, if Basic Instinct is maybe, like, a, an erotic thriller, um, you know, bordering on adult adult, you know, an adult thriller. Uh This is just straight up like Skinamax, Showtime, After Dark. There's no new... I I can't believe it, but watching the original Basic Instinct after watching this... I was like, my God, Sharon Stone's character and her performance have so much nuance to them. Yeah, and like, there's moments where she has genuine emotion in the original, and this one, it's just every line she says the same way. Yeah, yeah, no, and yes, I think well, he seemed to be enjoying himself when I came, and right, yeah, well, I didn't think I was going to come, but that and how many every line is about yeah. That.
0: So, and I want to talk a little bit about Sharon Stone's career we touched upon it a little bit briefly that this is really the you know there were a couple of like bigger ones and bigger ones but this is the one where she was like this is her you know break breakthrough performance that kind of just puts her launches her into superstardom huge and I think that uh from here you and I know there were plenty in between but casino is the the next one where she just completely knocks it out of the park Oscar nomination, Oscar nomination, and Deserve. then it, and then it just kind of like peters out more and more. She's in like the Muse. She's in Jiminy she, Glick the, and La La, La Wood. She, she <laughs> As did, herself, you know, she did that drama, The Last Dance,
1: where she was like, she was a prisoner on death yeah. row. She's been in like a, perfect makeup. She's in
0: Sphere. Uh, she's in Sphere. Uh, yeah. yeah, but but it's just like like it's just all peters out, and it's like. I think that if I had to venture a guess, th- basic instinct two would have been like her attempt to like showcase herself once again, but like losing sight of what got her there in the first place. Yeah, it it doesn't have the the... It just doesn't have
1: the qual- the quality of the the original. I mean, I kind of got lost in the synopsis because if you're talking about all this, there's his ex, there's the doctor's ex wife, and then there's his current girlfriend, and then there's Catherine, and well, uh, oh, yeah. and she's and yeah, and she's and she goes to like. This just like omnisexual like sex club where it's just like you just go from room to room and jump into whatever fuck pile you find in there. And like he watches her from the top. And then she, and then, of course, at the end, the whole you know twist is like, oh, he's the one who did it. He murdered everyone. And they uh, they go back and they show and they show you it's like, nah, he broke into the rock stars apartment and strangled him and he set her up and he had all there's of another rock
0: star in this one.
1: I be- I think so. I don't know. I might be twisting them all up. Uh Yeah.
0: So, I I don't know. I think that um what what's really fascinating is like th- the Sharon Stone really made her name from like just a couple of movies and then it's it's they they were just so huge for her. I feel like basic instinct was even bigger for her than casino just in terms of like her profile i mean in terms oh, of notoriety oh, yeah. absolutely her performance in casino is the you know the the better of the two but just what she did oh what she did for this movie i don't know who else really could have done it the way that she did it no and mike, she really Michael was
1: this mike like she carries the movie this is her yeah. movie And I I mean, it might have been like pitched as a uh, well, Michael
0: Michael Douglas Douglas didn't want her in it. He wanted somebody like Julia Roberts and that it would have never it would have never worked with Julia Roberts. Like there's uh, I think that um, actually I think that Michelle Pfeiffer was uh, considered for it, Uh, you know, and and I'm sure that she would have been fantastic. You know, we love Michelle Pfeiffer but oh, yeah. there's just something about no. sharon stone where she just like commands this you know every single frame that she's in and her
1: performance in in the in basic instinct the original mm-hmm. is yeah like you said she she commands the frame she commands every scene she's in, yeah, she's the she's the centerpiece, and she's
0: also a character who seems in control and,
1: and right who's in con not seems in control. she is in control. she is in control
0: and what she does to the other detectives getting their heads to just like spin out of control about like like why why can't we figure this out? What is the missing piece like uh you know Wayne Knight is one of them who's so <laughs> fantastic. He's so good. Yeah. He's so good. And I they're just like that whole crew is um you know the way that they just like lose their grip when like she's around or like when she comes up because they just they she baffles them so much. And you know with with Nick with you know Michael Douglas's character who has this like confidence that's just, like, you know, he, of course, is being twisted by oh. everything that she's doing also. But, and I don't know if it comes from, like, his past and his addiction, but, like, he kind of just, like, breaks through all of the bullshit that everyone else can. And maybe by actually getting into a relationship with her and having the fuck of the century or whatever it was. Oh, my Like, God. that is certainly the way to... Uh, you know, be a little bit more immune to her. I don't know her feminine wiles. Right. Well, I mean, no, he totally. I mean, what about when he goes clubbing? Is that not the? Oh <laughs> the God, funniest? it's so cringy
1: in his like it's... sweater. No, he's got like a t-shirt. It's like tucked in. He's got like a Tommy I've, Bahama t-shirt. Or I thought something, that it right? was like
0: a, like a, like a sweater t-shirt. Like there's something about it that was off. I just saw a still <laughs> from it and I was like, oh my God. It's like tucked into khakis or yeah. something.
1: You know, it's God. Uh, yeah, Early nineties. No, and uh, yeah, you know what? I, I, Michael Douglas, I, I, I love the, um, I love the interrogation scene where Uh. he's interrogated and he basically, it's almost like he takes on her personality the closer he gets to her. Yeah. He, and he even starts talking like, all right, so first you've got his interrogation, which again, I don't want to, if, if someone listening hasn't seen it, part of the fun of this is watching it unfold, but he does a lot of the stuff she does in her, the smoking bit smoking, Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean everything short of like you know, flashing the 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 other the cops.
0: Yeah, uh, but it has got his like wang hanging out. Oh yeah, just like, just like can you put that away? Saggy old
1: Michael Douglas. <laughs> balls. I lost my temper. Do you have any evidence that he showed your psychiatric file to anyone? No. We'll speak with you afterwards, Dr. Garner. I'd like to sit in, if you
0: don't mind. I'd really rather wait, wait till I don't see anything wrong with Dr. Garner sitting in, if Detective Curran doesn't object. Where were you last night? Home, watching TV.
1: All night? Yes, all night. Were you drinking? Yeah, I was drinking. When did you start drinking again? a couple days ago. I saw Detective Curran at his apartment about 10 o'clock last night. He was sober and lucid. I asked him in my capacity as his departmental therapist about his altercation, Lieutenant Nilsen. He expressed regret and displayed no hostility. How long were you at his apartment?
0: About 15 minutes. I saw there was no reason for my concern and left.
1: There's no smoking in this building, Detective. <laughs> what do you to do, charge me with smoking? Oh, for Christ. All right, Nick, I'm going to ask you this just once. For the record, did you kill Marty Nilsson? No. Come on, I'm going to storm into his office in front of everybody in the middle of the day and kill him that night? I'm not that dumb. Going after him before gets you off the hook for killing him. That's your alibi. Like writing a book about killing a guy gets you off the hook for killing him. Good point. I don't understand. What are you talking about? What book? Private joke, asshole.
0: I don't think it's funny. You're going on leave, Curran, pending the outcome of a psychiatric evaluation. So there's that
1: scene. So there's and that scene. So there's that scene, and the uh, the scene when he he can when he and Roxy in in the bathroom after right. he he has sex with Catherine, and that he ha- they have that confrontation. All of a sudden, he's like he's really like losing that kind of like yeah no the fuck of the century yeah
0: because because roxy was like watching them and it's always very unclear about like what exactly the situation with roxy is uh it's complicated (laughs) uh you know she's certainly a suspect if you don't leave her alone i'll kill you Let me ask you something, Rocky. Man to man.
1: I think she's the fuck of the century.
0: What do you think? How long you been here? You like watching, don't you? She likes me to watch, and, and you know we haven't talked about Gene Triplehorn yet. No, who plays uh, Dr. Beth Garner, who, the psychiatrist who um, Nick is also having an affair with. <laughs> yeah, 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 they're yeah, they're, they're seeing an each unethi- other. I mean, it's an unethical situation. Well, yeah, it is an un- That's yeah. true.
1: That's true. We can call it an affair. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know, it's it's certainly a taboo situation. And yeah. he and he, you know, treats her like garbage. He's just like this piece of shit trash bag. Oh God, he's terrible. And uh, yeah, and and I think that Gene Triplehorn, I, she's really fantastic in this role. I I think that she's great. I feel like she's always kind of underutilized, but in this movie, she's just kind of right where she should be. Right. Yeah. Uh,
1: much. I mean, I I guess the, the only other. Really, movie I think about her with is, is the Firm. Yeah, he says mm-hmm. another like really like you know featured Gene Triplehorn performance, and I think I what I like about her in this is you know I think you kind of start thinking start out thinking of her as it, not quite girl next door, but compared hey, to yeah. Catherine, well, she's the, like, I'm a girl the, next
0: door compared to Catherine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, you know, Beth is, like, like, you want her, you want him to end up with her, you
0: don't want him to... To sleep. Or I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want think. him to end up with her. I feel like she deserves better. <laughs> you know, it's like she does not need to be mixed up with a guy like him. He's a loner, a rebel. Right. You know, he's yeah. got demons. Yeah. He has got to be going to therapy and actually getting therapy instead yeah, well, of just he sleeping to go with a therapist. To, well, he needs, he needs to, to see s- a male therapist. <laughs> right. Jesus. Some like super old talking about like saggy balls guy. Like he needs that's who he needs to be going to see. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I, I abs- absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but the, uh, so anyway, I wanted to bring it back to the the Hitchcock comparison. Yes. Because uh, you've got this you've got this really great scene where they're walking on the beach. And. Uh, with that scene. I felt like that could have been Cary Grant and Grace Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't want to picture Cary Grant and Grace Kelly in, right. in in most of the other scenes with Catherine yeah. and uh, oh, Nick.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, and also just talking about Hitchcock and especially with, with Vertigo, you know, you have Jimmy Stewart's character who is not a good dude. He's got his own things Dad. going on. He's yeah. troubled uh, and you know, he treats this woman I can't remember her name, but like you know, Kim Novak's character, whatever, the version 2.0, you know, he treats her like garbage. And uh, I feel like, you know, especially Jimmy Stewart, you don't really think of him that way. But like in this movie, he is very much that way. And that's exactly what Michael Douglas is doing. You know, the women that he's with, he uh, treats like crap, except uh, Sharon Stone's character to a certain extent. Because he, uh, like she still keeps him at an arm's length and it no makes power him crazy her. exactly yes and he, has, he she's holding all the cards baby yeah it's it's fascinating and you know it, i think that there's a lot to be said yes a lot of the critics didn't care for this movie um for a bunch of different reasons but there's a reason why we're talking about it today there's a reason why this has kind of become a classic and it's 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 the performances. I think that it's yon de cinematography. It's striking. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the, the
1: move camera movement when it happens and the angles, the, the, like the lighting uh, in a lot of the scenes, like there's, oh man, there's so, oh, but I'm sorry. I also just saw this in, in my notes. Speaking of, of Gene Triplehorn and Beth, um, they do a. They have a walk and talk in this. It is a oh. Sorkinie walk and talk. I uh, think I
0: remember what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, it's it's a fantastic walk and talk. And again, we have another example of how tension can build when you aren't cutting away. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, and you watch people's expressions and you watch things build.
0: What is your problem? I'm trying to help you. Why won't you let me help you? I don't
1: want your help, all right? I don't need your help. Yes,
0: you do. Something's going on. You're sleeping with her, aren't you? What's this interest you've got in her? My interest is in you, not her.
1: She seduces people. She manipulates people. She'll do anything she I thought can you ha- hardly knew her. I know the type. I'm a psychologist. That means you manipulate people too, Beth. You're a practicing psychologist. You're better at it than she is for you nick and and there's so and there's all oh there's the whole subplot with the woman who had killed her hazel right who the older woman who by the way i wrote in my notes because i watched i watched this um uh let's see last last week of december um i did write that that in a remake betty white would have played Ugh. hazel and betty white has of course the past. ultimate pour or, one out. I I wish I was drinking a vodka right now because anyone who's followed social media has has read how much uh, how Betty White liked her vodka. So uh, I
0: wish I had a cheesecake in a glass I could pour out.
1: A cheese, yeah, absolutely. So pour one out for oh, Betty White, but yeah. There's just one, you know what? There's I there's one line, and I'm debating whether or not we should we should even like play. Is this getting into spoiler territory? Uh, it it might it might be. So I don't know about playing. Spoiler alert. Well, uh, all right. So I'm gonna go as far as to say that Beth and Beth. Has met Catherine, right? By by the end of this movie, Beth has met Catherine, and she's got this wonderful line. And for this alone, Gene uh, Triplehorn, I thank you, where she shouts out, "She's evil! She's brilliant!" <laughs> so I I love some of the and some of that dialogue is what makes this like you said it's more cult cult classic-y and yeah uh it is it does have some great cult classic-y dialogue it also has some awesome uh the the score is fantastic the score is great
0: yeah if you want to you would have heard that during the uh as i read the synopsis i I usually i put the score underneath that but to to explain how great
1: it is all you need to do is watch the like the last scene of the movie yeah and i i can talk about it without spoiling it at all the last scene of the movie creates tension and it has nothing to do with anything the actors are doing if you took out yeah. the music the scene would not be tense but the music and also everything that you've just experienced for the previous two mm-hmm. hours it that tension is right there and that's how the movie ends and yeah. that's that. that's why i i do i do i think this is a good movie and i think it's it's worth people you know checking out and, you know maybe you know for fun like i i don't know that i'd plan an evening with friends around it but yeah. uh you know just kind of something fun to to put on especially if you're nostalgic for those early 90s movies as as i am
0: yeah. So, all right, Dan. Uh, ah, moment of truth. Moment of truth. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go. F- I'm gonna go first this time. And go for it. I'm gonna. I don't think that anything that I'm going to say spoils anything, except for the fact that, like, I don't know. Um, Nick is alive. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, I would have a sequel and. Yeah, we can call it Basic Instinct Two because we can just scrub the original Basic Instinct Two from. The would record. you just <laughs> write it like T O O? Yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't, and it will, and this will make sense. Base, to you. Oh wait,
1: instead of the T at the end of Basic Instinct, just make it a two.
0: Basic instinct Two. Uh, so what I would do is I would have you know, present day. We have Nick in a, you know, I guess some sort of psychiatric institution. And who do we see treating him but Dr. Beth Garner? And for anybody who knows how Basic Instinct ends, you might be wondering what the deal is here. Give me a second. Turns out that the events of almost the entire Basic Instinct movie Were a psychiatric delusion that he was having because of a relapse into substance abuse. You're just nodding your head and looking at me. I, you know, I feel like that's the best way to. I'm I'm waiting for the twist. (laughs) Uh, well, I mean, there's going to be twists the entire way, and I don't know. Like you, you have Catherine, like maybe he finally is able to, uh, like, reconnect. Does she even exist, then? Does
1: Catherine even exist?
0: Well, I think that it could... It The the delusions can, could start maybe after he takes, like, that... He gets that first drink. Which, maybe that's... Is that the night of that weird, like, dance club scene? But there's, like, he, he gets... He has that first drink, and I think that everything from that point on... And maybe it's revealed that, like... He wasn't actually sleeping with Beth Garner. Like none of that stuff actually happened. And So she's
1: just been his a psychiatrist yes. for 30 years?
0: For 30 years. Yeah.
1: I don't And they've look, just kind of built up this like driving Miss Daisy like friendship. <laughs> and Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Beth, you're my only friend. Or you're yeah, my well, best
0: friends. You know, he uh, he went through this traumatic experience with his, his wife, and uh, I think that maybe there's something to be said about the impact of the trauma uh, combined with his substance abuse. And uh, by relapsing, it triggers this kind of like,, uh, this delusion that's happening this entire time. You know, and and you don't ever see. I don't think you ever see like
1: pictures of his wife. What if you finally saw like pictures of his wife, and it was like Sharon Stone? Sharon Stone, yeah. So that, like that, so just to kind of back up the delusion, and then also that plot would allow you to just say, well, the basic instinct too was also just a figment. That was that was rock bottom for him. That was just his
0: <laughs> delusion.
1: He wasn't even involved.
0: <laughs> you know, I. Uh, I don't know if anybody would really care.
1: No, no one is <laughs> absolutely this movie, this, no one's making this no. movie. <laughs> no, first of all no one's making this movie. Secondly, yeah. no one saw or liked Basic Instinct 2. So much we're not ruining childhoods here. No, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know so anyway, but I was thinking it was like how do you uh you know, recapture the uh, the wonder in this in the sensation of a, of a movie like Basic Instinct? Because it does have you guessing with its twists the entire time, like, what is happening right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, that person had, was not responsible for this. Okay, so that goes, that theory, like, it's it's not just a, uh, you know, a sensational, you know, you watch it for the, the the boobs and butts kind of a situation. You know, it's actually also got some substance to it.
1: No, I, I, aside from the substances that Nick abuses. Yes. Uh, so, but I, no, I really, I, no, I really like your idea. Uh, it's a real mind it, twister, you know? It It is, but it totally fits with, the, like, it feels like, it, it feels like a logical progression from right. basic instinct, which so, is crazy. So, and, and then this is where, in, and in this and is itself. what I'm,
0: and this is what I'm also thinking is like, you know, maybe there is a reconnection with Catherine. And then when no one's looking, Catherine slips out of the like, oh, I'm just an author. Like we met one time 30 years ago, but then she goes just like, you know that blah, 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 blah. Like, and you start to wonder like, what is real? What is actually happening right now? Maybe you go,
1: maybe there's like a a library, like a Shawshank style library in the, uh, you know, the Institute where he, where he's, where he is. And uh, the Catherine Tremell books are all there. Yeah. I, d- I don't know why they would let, um you know, severe psychiatric patients read those, but. He has a
0: uh, uh, a poster in his room of Catherine yeah. Trammell, but it's one of those read posters in children's libraries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we make that? We got to make one of those, a oh, Catherine Trammell read poster.
1: Oh, how do we make that? Okay. <laughs> Oh, yes. 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 I'm all about it. I would totally hang that up in my classroom.
0: That's, oh, that's good. Okay.
1: Anyway, moving on, moving on. I would hate having
0: to explain that.
1: Well, kids, there's this movie basic instinct. Nope, we're not not allowed to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No. So Dan, Uh, what would you, what would you want to do? What would I, and you know what? I was not, I was just about their age (laughs) When I saw it, I did not see it in the theater, but it was definitely I saw it on VHS. I did not watch it with Dad. Uh, um. So what would I do? Well, I think there's an interesting backstory with Catherine, uh-huh. and uh, you know, and it, I think that there's a story to be told there. We we're given a little by um, you know, they like kind of read her her profile. They're like, oh, well, her parents died uh i think there were like mysterious circumstances with that and uh you know true to form th- uh, there'd be a twist it wouldn't be her but right. uh, yeah, yeah um uh so there's there's that uh Like, I feel like you could do that and have, like, Catherine kind of like the molding of Catherine and maybe more of a survival story, like, just to kind of think about, okay, if you start with her here in this movie where she's, I don't know, what, like, like 30 and you kind of work backwards and you say like, okay, how does she learn to be this way?
0: What
1: does she do? And you could have her, you know, you, you could, you could, you know, set it late seventies, early eighties and, uh, or, or even before that and show Catherine, you know, kind of like show what she's gone through and how she's had to, develop her personality and yeah. uh, you know it, like it, it could be i think unfortunately it would i don't know how like you know noiry twisty you'd be able to to make that but
0: i don't know i i am just wondering right now like who is today's early 90s sharon stone or or i guess it would also well, uh, yeah i guess this would be uh even before then this would be yeah you know, it, 20 it, year it old be, maybe it,
1: yeah it, you know would be um oh shoot what's her name i can't think of her name right
0: now but something that she's been in
1: uh uh let me in um i don't know that one. one oh sh- hey, chloe chloe grace moretz is that oh who I'm yeah thinking of? she'd be she'd be good yeah
0: i think that's who i'm thinking of
1: okay Yeah, actually, she's probably
0: close to thirty now.
1: I mean, it's weird because I actually really like think of her as being like twelve. Right, Um, right, right. So I don't. But it was a long time ago that she was twelve. Right. Yeah. 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 And twenty five somewhere around there. She was born in let's see, nineteen ninety seven. Okay. So February tenth, she's got a birthday coming up, and. Uh yeah, so that would that would make her what twenty twenty five this year? Yes,
0: yeah, something like that. Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. So as a so yeah, so actually, I think she would actually be older than what I'm like. I'm thinking because yeah. I'm not thinking like this should be an erotic thriller. I think this should <laughs> right. be maybe no, no, a no, psychological no. thriller about a a young woman who is you know uh, I don't know. I haven't theorized about what her experience <laughs> yeah. might be, but you know, loss of of her parents for w- yeah. whatever reason. Of course, and maybe what she experiences after that. Mhm. Maybe she has to go into like the foster system. I mean, it's turning out a lot more dramatic than it needs
0: to be. Yeah, no, but I'm sure that in the right hands it would it would develop into something a little bit more now, I don't know, uh twisty. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but I, I if I, I look, I mean, we don't usually, we don't do this, but like if if I had to pick between ours, I would go, yours sounds much more interesting. <laughs> plus,
0: plus, you know what? We're bringing back Gene Triplehorn. So yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, really just like messes with everyone's minds. What do I know is real? You know? Yeah.
1: yeah. Truth gets twisted. Lies are told. Webs are spun of deceit
0: and intrigue. Yeah. Well, Dan. Yeah. Do we want to tell people what we're doing on the next episode? Do we? I think we do. Have we not told them enough? I think that I think it's time to reveal if you haven't figured it. We've said we've we've well, danced around it a bunch of times. We Yeah. The one dance we have not done, though,
1: is the twist as in Twister. Yes. Jan, Jan de Bont's uh, 1996 directorial achievement. Um uh starring the, the late great Bill Paxton, yeah. Alan Hunt, uh the late great Philip Seymour Hoffman I know. as well, and Carrie Owens. Uh
0: you know, among I'm others. Excited. Alan Ruck.
1: Have... Holy shit, isn't Alan Ruck in Twister? I don't know, but I oh. hope so. Wow. Oh, I hope I'm right about that, folks. I don't this was not uh pre thought at all, but you know we're fans of the Ruckster, yeah, Alan uh, Ruck.
0: Sure enough, uh, yes, uh, yeah. Who's also I, in Speed? Who's so also Alan Speed. Ruck? He's a Yon-de-Bont player. He is a Yon-de-Bont player. Everybody, uh, Oh, why is tele- it from game Television game? Succession? Uh, yeah. Absolutely killing it as Connor Roy, and uh, wow, I am happy to be living in the Ruckessance, and uh, <laughs> I'm I'm so I love to revisit some Ruck classics. Well, uh, we're going to get rucked up and watch
1: Twister, and uh, we'll talk about it on the next episode.
0: Yeah, now check out uh, our episode description. You can find the link to our link tree there that has all of our social media. You can email us at ruinedchildhoodspot dot com. Check out our store that's on the link tree on uh, tpublic.com. And I'm going to try to find Sharon's a way to make- st- Maybe the I, Catherine I, Trammell I, Reed poster. I, I think, yeah, I don't think that there's a way to do posters on there, but I- i don't know because that's that's tricky i don't know if we could sell something with her likeness no i don't think we could do that we would get but, sued six ways to sunday yeah I we would get to the point where we would get but sued. dan uh, man i wish that your birthday was sooner i guess i'll find some sort of gift giving opportunity to I, make you a katherine Tremell read poster <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, and whenever i do that i'll put it up on our social media too
1: Oh boy. Oh. <laughs> I can't wait. Can't if wait. you
0: if you grew up in the 80s or 90s, you certainly saw these posters in your elementary school classrooms and the libraries of uh musicians, celebrities uh telling people why it's great to read. Yeah, I think Yoda did one. <sighs> of course Yoda did. You one. know. Yeah. Yoda did. The Aryan Ninja Turtles did one, did one I think. Oh, I'm
1: I'm sure they did. I mean, like wrestlers did that. Yeah, no, it, <laughs> it was, was like, Degeneration
0: X. Honestly, great PSA campaign. Honestly, oh. bravo! The Reed posters, class act. Class yeah. act. Yeah. Ooh, man, I want to start collecting those now. Anyway, uh, well, all right, Dan, as you drive down the twists and turns of Lombard Street, <laughs> I wish you a good journey. Good journey.
1: Share stone, sharing, share it, stone, share it, share stone, share it, share share stone, stone,